Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode is with Allison Lane, all about what happened last night in Washington, D.C., from the White House all the way to Swan Street, which is uh, not a short walk, and uh, the MPD did stuff that they haven't really ever done before, and uh, maybe that's why Allison Lane most likely appeared in your Twitter feed today. If you're listening to this on Spotify, please know that we have a Patreon account. You could find that at youmethemeverybody.com on our About page. If you're listening to this in iTunes or on youmethemeverybody.com, the link to our Patreon is in the podcast description. Without further ado, here's Allison Lane on a very eventful June 1st, 2020. We're doing this a day early because uh, you had an eventful early morning and evening. I sure did. Okay. Um... It's 4.18 Eastern Standard Time on June 2nd, 2020. Fuck, I'm sorry. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Um, that's going to happen a lot today for you. <laughs> it kind of is. And we're going to get to the, the reason why that is. So uh, what were you doing 24 hours ago? Um, Actually, 24 hours ago? Yeah, 24 hours um, ago. 24 hours ago, I was on the mall eating slushies. I've been on a bike ride. For the people but that don't know, Allison is referring to the National Mall. She lives in Washington, oh, yeah. D.C. I do. It's not just a random mall on a nice Monday afternoon. <laughs> uh, the National Mall. I've taken a lovely, leisurely stroll with a friend, socially distanced. It was it was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, then I was on my way home. I was uh, I was talking to some friends. They were talking about protesting and you know, kind of seeing what's going on in the White House. And this is closer to 6 p.m., I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, got about a block away from the White House on, like, 14th Street? I think 14th and H. Mm-hmm. Or around about there. And we start to see um, around 6.30 police on uh, horses yeah. pushing protesters away. And we're like, what's happening? It's a little early to be pushing people away because the curfew is now at seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're super confused. Um, oh my goodness! Then the police start. Oh my god! Start lining up. <laughs> the police start lining up uh, right in front of us. So we turn around. We start marching away. Um, then we start to realize that the police are starting to push protesters in different directions. Mm-hmm. I started going up 14th Street. It's closer to where I live, so I figured I'd, if we're going to start marching, I might as well start marching home. Makes sense. Not, right? Yeah. Not the case. Uh, because the we get to around 14th Street and Belmont, which is kind of in between 14th and you, and then like 14th and like Columbia Heights, which is like um, where... I am so sorry. Which is where <laughs> all of, uh, you know, the commercial things are mm-hmm. the cops stop us at belmont street start throwing flashbangs and pepper spray out of the window just really it was really crazy for like maybe maybe five minutes they did this and then they just turn around and leave okay and so we're just like okay this is weird so we kind of start walking towards 15th street okay we walk down 15th street the cops stop us at s street they push us back to swan street they corral all of the protesters on both sides from 14th Street and 15th Street into the middle of Swan Street. 
Now I'm on the 15th street side of Swan Street. And we're just standing there. We'd been there for about 30 minutes, you know, and then more cops showing up, more cops showing up. Uh, I'm going to say probably around 10, maybe. I really don't know what time it was. Uh, the cops all of a sudden just start pushing us, pushing and pepper spraying us. I got two pushes in, got hit, I pepper sprayed. Somebody kind of snatched me up out of there. And we just hear some guy just yelling, get in the house. And it's Raul. Uh, he's just like pouring, pe people are just pouring into his house. Uh, I think the last count was 70 people were in his house. Right? And this is he when house in DC. I'm not in contact with you because I didn't think you were going to protest. I'm in contact with all of my friends that I thought were going to protest, photojournalists and, and the like. And all of a sudden, I see a tweet from you saying, uh, hey, this is happening. Yeah. And uh, that tweet got picked up by a handful of people. And um, that's why you heard a lot of bings and bleeps <laughs> for the first th few minutes of this show. Um, and now your life is a little different because it seems like 24 hours ago, you were doing what you've been doing most of the pandemic, which is just trying to get some healthy, socially distanced, like low-key low, lo low key exercise yeah, I um, really wasn't doing. Yeah, I you know I do protest occasionally, but I don't like to put it out there, mm -hmm. mostly for safety reasons. Of course, uh, getting a lot of death threats today—that's not fun. Um, but I, I mean, yeah, I just wanted to not be near people. Now I'm stuck in a house with seventy people I've never met before. I don't know. Yeah, because so that's been a theme ever. of our our recent I don't know two months of conversations that. Um, you and you and I have been very good when it comes to socially distanced everything, and yeah. um, we 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 care about it for very different reasons, very important reasons. And now all of that goes out the window instantly. I'm assuming, knowing you, you had your mask for at least the bike portion of your day. Did you have the mm -hmm. mask on when um, you you started becoming part of the protest? Uh, honestly, I didn't take my mask off until we got pepper sprayed, and that's because I couldn't breathe. Oh Jesus. So, so I had my mask on like all day yesterday and like, wow. and the only thing that was really scary and, and honestly, we were socially distanced until we got to Swan street. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't near anybody. Wow. Okay. So, uh, this thing got picked up, um, because that's what Twitter is. It's live. Uh, it, did you guys start noticing like, Hey, we've now there's some attention on us. Uh, we should be more careful, less careful. What's going on? Were you aware of the outside world while you were in uh, this man's house on Swan Street? You know, I didn't know it was big until somebody came downstairs. They're like, "Who's Allison?" I'm like, "I was like, who the fuck are you?" <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because the same thing happened to. Uh, I guess there's a hashtag Save Jenny that was also going on. <laughs> I was like, "Who's Jenny?" And she just turns up. She's like, "Who the fuck are you?" And I'm like, "Who the fuck are you?" It was really. <laughs> We didn't really know what was going on. You know, you're, you, you do these things. We're, we're just a bunch of broke nobodies just trying to let people know mm -hmm. that police brutality is some bullshit. Black Lives Matter. You know, nobody wants to be protesting a pandemic. We're pretty, you know, I think those are pretty humble reasons to go out and, you know, protest. And it just blew up. Yeah. It, I was not expecting that. When it got to, like, I... It was like close to like 10,000. I was like, ain't nobody listening to me. Yeah. Nobody cares. It's much bigger than that right now. Yes, it is. Um, 
so you and I've been to a lot of these protests, not nearly as many as our, our journalist friends. Uh-huh. Um, but I've never once been in a protest in Washington, D.C., where the police essentially forced people to move a mile north from yeah. where it was. The only time I've ever been part of a protest that lasted for a mile was between the White House and the Senate because that's a mile down the street, and that makes sense. You were going from the downtown business area slash White House to a very super residential area. I've never heard of this before. It was crazy. I did not expect it to be that way. I've never seen that either. We usually stay where you're visible, and it makes sense. And we had no intention of walking into like these people's, you know, their homes. Yeah. You know, nobody had that intention and, and we really didn't want to be there at all. In fact, like when we were walking back down 14th street, we couldn't really walk back down 14th street because all the police were there and they were stopping us. So mm-hmm. we had no choice but to turn around, you know? So they sort of kept you corralled on 14th street. They kept us corralled between 14th and 15th street. Okay. So we really didn't go anywhere. Like, yeah. just, right, just beyond 15th street is the police, uh, uh, station now this is mpd which is like sad because this is our local police department and they are usually much better about handling protests um yeah why do you think this happened i know this is a very big question and i'm not actually asking you to explain institutional racism to me but why specifically last (laughs) night do you think this happened I think because it was the night after the looting mm-hmm. and tensions were really high. I think that people really wanted to show what that they're powerful. I, I think that honestly, the the mayor and the police force and uh, y'all's terrible ass president really wanted to show that they're the authority. You know, it wasn't about taking care of people. It wasn't about making sure that people were safe. You know, some people outside were trying to say that oh, we were safer. You know you know, being broken up like this and that, you know, we were safer in these homes. They, they separated us. Some of my friends went to jail last night. They, is it really safer? Now, is it, we, we just said, and I don't know. What was the atmosphere in the house? Cause based on your Instagram, it was both tense, but also fun. I think it was fun because a lot of those kids were really young and it was very silly. <laughs> there were, so Raul was three levels to his home. The top floor is mostly just either people sleeping or smoking weed out of his bathroom window and Raul hiding in his room doing interviews and calling uh, lawyers. The second floor was uh, his main floor where you know we all ran in where it's a bunch of the younger kids. Mm-hmm. And the basement was a bunch of older people who were organizing and trying to figure out how to talk to the media, uh, get food delivered. It was oddly very organized by energies. Yeah, I mean, you guys had Duccini's. I saw that. We had a lot of pizza, so that was great. Pizza was sent over from all over the country. People were just sending us pizza. That's great. Um, Isn't that amazing? You have uh, your Venmo account listed on your Twitter bio. Did anybody donate to your account while you were... uh... Here's the funny thing. You've known me for very long. Yes. I've had my Venmo in there for a long-ass time. Oh, yeah. When I was tweeting about dating ugly men and doing dumb shit. I just assumed that people wanted to give me money. So I, I didn't do this for attention. No. And I didn't have my Venmo in there for anybody but myself. But shit happens. So, yeah, I had a lot of money sent to me. That's um, great. A lot. I was really surprised how 
giving people were. Um, I've been getting donations since God, like 11 o'clock last night. That's awesome. Um, last week we talked about DC reopening and um, we didn't even get to the assassination of another uh, innocent black man until later on in the show because I don't think either of us saw this coming a week ago, six days ago. Honestly, I, you know, I didn't know it was going to be this bad. Yeah. But you know what? I also, like, I'm not surprised. Like, oh, that's no, 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 not no. what... I'm, I'm not surprised in any way, but I didn't expect yeah. it. There, I, I didn't... I'm def- I'm both surprised and did not expect a pandemic. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So this is not su- yeah, I didn't see I didn't think it would get this big um for uh, for multiple reasons, but uh now that we're here, yeah, it totally makes sense why it got this big uh this fest. But let's go back to last week's conversation because mm-hmm. I'm assuming that that restaurant that you work at is not open right now because it's it's in like the midst of a lot of places that were looted uh, over the weekend. Yeah. A lot of restaurants are closed. That that is closed for a little bit. I okay. think. I don't really know. Do you feel safer because of that? Because um, both of us are, like I said before, not entirely comfortable with back in public. Like everything is fine. Working in the service industry is one of the most difficult jobs when it comes to contact um, mm-hmm. in a weird way. Um, are you, not are you glad, but, um, does this give you any, uh, peace of mind for the next few weeks at least? I, that's inconsequential to me, honestly. Okay. Like I don't, I don't really connect those feelings. We're, like, what's we your plan right now? Because, um, yeah. What's your plan right now? As it relates to what? There's so many things. Life. What are you planning on doing tonight? I'm assuming sleeping because I'm, I'm really gonna try to sleep. It's really hard because I'm really I'm trying to do my due diligence. I I I'm really grateful for the attention that this has gotten. I wasn't expecting that, and now I feel like I'm duty bound to make sure that like I do something with it. Okay. All of the donations that I've gotten, I've definitely donated to freedom fighters, um, people getting supplies and stuff like that. So. I'm trying my best to do as much good with what this little moment that I have has given me. This is probably my pink brain and I'm probably, I'm done after this. I'm just going to just poof, disappear. (laughs) I'm going to guess, I have no idea, but I'm going to guess that tomorrow night that there are more protests. Do you plan on going out tomorrow night? I absolutely plan on going back out. Now that you've done this, Uninten- I, I would say that last night was pretty unintentional. Is that fair? 100%. I mean, because at some point, like, you know, we were out there and I was like, uh, maybe we'll get arrested. And I didn't really think much of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect it to turn out that way. And like, now that I've experienced it, I think I'm ready for just about anything. It, it was kind of, I don't want to like discount anybody who's actually been in war, but it, it felt very violent and very, you know, warlike. There were helicopters and Blackhawks circling this man's house. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, do you think that you're going to be more, not not politically active, you've been politically active, but will this be a bigger part of who you are? Will this become a daily part of your life? I feel empowered by it. Good. I really do. Because I didn't think that I that anybody heard me. Yeah. Are I, you... All I know is I'm loud as shit, but I didn't know that actually anybody was listening <laughs> I, I, I want to stop it there, but I'm also interested in how you feel right now about Washington, D.C. as a city, because until even until your story, 
I thought the city was handling this as well as it could. When I say the city, I mean uh, Mayor Bowser and yeah. the council, not the federal government. But now that this is MPD, it's just so disappointing. I mean, I don't know if you saw because you were down there at the time, but like Bowser and a bunch of other councilmen were against <clears throat> what uh, the Donald did to clear uh, you guys out and everyone else there. Um, illegally at 6.30, a half hour before curfew. She condemned that. And then not four hours later, this is going on. Uh, I I don't know. You know, I feel the way about D.C. that I feel about most other cities and a lot of people in this circumstance. Allyship is some bullshit sometimes. Like, I feel like people do a lot of things to put it on a front that they they care or that they they want the best interest of people. Um it just seemed really reckless and careless. And I felt like they were prepared to do it. And I felt like they were proud to do it. The fact that the police officers put out immediately after we got into Raul's house, that we had broken into his home. that speaks volumes to me. You know, this man invited us into his home, took care of us. And you're going to like besmirch us and say that we were breaking into his home. That was we were displaying the most American like sense of affection that you could possibly uh, display. And he, and he went further too because he, w- w- throughout the night you were tweeting about um, <clears throat> cops being like the the neighbors called nine one one or come on out it's going to be fine. There was yeah. essentially like trickster shit going on to try to get oh. you guys out. When they, the first thing was that, like, I, I was sitting on the stairs and somebody, one of the kids that were on the, near his front door, kind of watching the door, uh, they're like, oh my God, somebody's outside trying to get in. And I was like, you need to make sure that that's a real protester. Like, that's a real person. Go get Raul. And they kept sending fake protesters to try to get into the house. They were all police officers. So, that's crazy. Do you know what vampire and, rules are? I'm not. What is that? Like there are rules for vampires. <laughs> like, you know, the. Oh, I said that too. Like you were invited into his home. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> I felt very Van Helsing. It was dope as shit. <laughs> <sighs> I'm only yeah, laughing because you're fine. Um, did you I sleep at all? I haven't slept. I tried to sleep on the couch, but it's, it's hard to sleep near 50 strangers in a pandemic. And I mean, your adrenaline has to be so high. I can't eat, and I am like forcing myself to drink water. Yeah, I'm. I'm so tired. Like my body's shaking, but like I can't go to sleep because there's so much still to be done and going on. Like I, I don't really know what to do. Have you thought about coronavirus since this all began? Since the Absolutely. last. Absolutely. You have. Yeah. Okay. You can't get it off your mind. I mean, it's it's a thing. Are you worried? I have to renew my Cobra today because oh, I don't geez. have a job. So I have to, you know, I got to make sure I have some health insurance in case something, you know, pops off in my body. The coronavirus. Not to tell you what you do with that Venmo money, but uh, insurance isn't the worst way to spend it. I mean, there is. Uh, I hope so. I mean, uh, I'm going to, but so good, thanks y'all for, for good luck um, tomorrow night. If you go out tomorrow night, um, I hope that the, the man that let you in his house at Swan Street runs for something because I think he'll win. Uh, Actually, his friend, uh, Kishan, uh, what is Kishan's last name? Is he running? Kishan, Kishan Puta is actually running today. 
uh, in Ward 2. Oh, is he the person? They're the person that dropped off the COVID supplies for you guys. He dropped off masks. He brought us some some vegan pizzas and snacks. He wanted to make sure that everybody got some food. Uh, he was a really nice man. He's actually running for council in Ward 2 today. Uh, super nice man. So go out and vote if you can. And also, he's really concerned because of the curfew. How are people going to vote? Yeah. And they keep changing polling places. So yeah. there's a lot going on. Uh, good luck. Hopefully, uh, the next time I see you, smoke bombs and MPD won't be involved. Hopefully not.